0: yo what's up everybody since you guys all know it is tax season i want you guys to know that today's sponsor is brought to you by magnolia tax services if you're a business owner or a high earning individual take control of your finances with the tailored tax planning services of magnolia tax services their team of certified public accounts and enrolled agents specializes in maximizing savings for individuals and businesses by utilizing the latest tax laws and strategies from complex business structures to high net worth individuals, they'll develop a customized plan to minimize your tax liability and increase your bottom line. Don't leave money on the table. Contact our partners at Magnolia Tax Services today for a consultation and get a $100 credit towards your service by clicking the link in the show notes. That's right, guys. Like I said in the beginning, it is tax season, so you want to make sure you tap in with my guys at Magnolia Tax Service today. And Once again, that link is in the show notes, and now we'll get right into the show. Yo, 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 welcome back to the greatest show on Earth, the Millionaire Mindsets Podcast. I am your host, Xavier, and today we I got another crazy, crazy episode. But before we get started, y'all better tap in, y'all better like, y'all better share, y'all better comment, leave that five-star rating and review. And I also want to announce, so the Millionaire Mindsets Podcast, we are doing our first ever giveaway. If you've been rocking with the show, you feel like the show has impacted you, you've been rocking with me and D since the beginning. If you go on Apple Podcasts, you leave us a dope uh, rating and review. I, I read all the reviews. So whoever leave us the dopest, most heartfelt review, we'll be giving away $1,000. And we're going to announce the winner. It's April now. We're going to Announced the winner the first week of June. So you, you guys got until June to leave that dope review for us. You know, they only take a couple seconds. So whoever got the the one that stands out to us the most, like I said, we're giving away $1,000. We're going to announce the winner on the show within the first week of June. So we're looking forward to all that. So like I said, y'all got about a month to make that happen. But get right into the show, man. So I got a special guest, man. I got a guy. He's going crazy. If y'all on social media, I know y'all see him unless y'all stuck on the rock. So I'm extremely excited. To have him on his show. His name is Welby Aceli.
1: So welcome to the show, bro. What's good, man? I'm happy to have you here. Man, I'm super humbled to even be here. Thank you so much. Can I say something to that? Can I can it. I let's... give a giveaway too? Yeah, let's get so it. So whoever wins that, I'm gonna give you my online course to give them as well. It goes for a thousand dollars. So I'm gonna give the Ooh. online course for anybody that does so. Please support this brother because what he's doing is amazing.
0: Hey, y'all heard it. That's two thousand, that's two thousand dollars worth of value. I'm gonna give you one thousand cash and he's gonna give away his program, which is worth a thousand dollars. That's 2K in value. So, like I said, we announcing the winner the first week of June. So, if you support the show, you rock with us, y'all better go to Apple Podcasts, right there with you. going to take you about 10, 30 seconds, and there it is. But getting right into the show, brother. So, for the people, this might be their first time seeing you, hearing of you. Get some brief background on there. So, just so let the listeners and watchers know who you are.
1: Uh, The name is Welby Um, Born in Brooklyn, New York. Born in Brooklyn, raised in Queens. Now, I live out in Long Island. I'm first-generation Haitian-American, okay. and um, I, 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 I speak the truth about the good, the bad, the ugly of real estate. So I'm a real estate investor, um, and I talk about my ups and downs, the mishaps, um, my wins, my losses, and ultimately, I want to show people that whatever I'm doing, you could ultimately do the same thing I'm doing as well.
0: Mm, I like that. I like that. So getting right to it, like, so what got you into real estate?
1: Um What got me into real estate is I would say that the first seed that was planted in my mind about real estate, I didn't realize that until much later in life, was my godfather. My godfather uh, was a real estate investor as well, not to the the level of what I'm doing, but he was a gentleman that when we were growing up in the projects, I'm one of five boys that my parents had. I'm also a twin, right? Okay. And uh, we grew up in the projects in Brooklyn. And um, my godfather used to come visit me and my family. And whenever he would pull up to come and see us, he would always pull up in a nice vehicle, dressed really nice. And when he would then take us to go visit him in Long Island, that's the suburbs of New York City. um, He lived in a nice affluent neighborhood. And then I started realizing through conversations and just through hearsay that he owned his own real estate brokerage and he owned one or two rental properties. So he was able to live that lifestyle. Because of, real because of real estate. So that influenced me at the age of seven, but I didn't realize that it influenced me at the age of seven until I was about maybe 19, 20 years old. And then um, that's when I ran the idea of what was I going to do with my life. And I, I wanted to be, I don't want to sound cliche and say I want to be an entrepreneur, but I knew I wanted to do something. And that's when real estate started coming up and the interest of or the potential of investing in real estate started coming up. And then... Um, eventually, it ultimately happened for me.
0: How old were you at this time when, when you got exposed to that?
1: Um, to actually was, investing in real estate yeah. in real life, I bought my first piece of real estate at the age of uh, uh, the age of twenty six, twenty seven. Okay, I bought my first piece of real estate at that age.
0: And, and uh, from my understanding, we talked uh, before the show. You said you all your properties is in Connecticut.
1: Well, now they're all in Connecticut. Okay. But what started me investing in real estate is that I started investing buying real estate in Atlanta. That was the first piece of property. I actually posted up a couple of days ago, uh, the first property that I bought and ultimately the first property that I ended up losing. So I live in New York, and um, New York, everybody knows, is expensive. New York has always been one of the most expensive uh, states in the country. And um, I was making decent money where I was where I was working at. I was always hustling, doing something. So I wanted to invest, and since at that time it was in uh, the early two thousands, Atlanta started becoming like the Mecca for African Americans to go. Right. And I had a friend of mine who moved out there with his wife and he was explaining to me the real estate that he bought and what he was able to do. And the same property that he bought at that time was 130,000. If we would have bought that same property in New York at that time, it would have been well over three hundred, four hundred thousand $400,000. So then I said, um, you know what? Um, with a lot of thinking and all, I spoke with me and my twin brother and a bunch of my friends and I told them, guess what? I'm, I'm going to go out to Atlanta, not move to Atlanta, but I'm going to go out to Atlanta and buy me some property. So it was sometime in uh, uh, November of 2004, somewhere mm. in that area, or mm-hmm. 2003, I can't remember exactly. I flew out to Atlanta uh, just before Thanksgiving and I said I wasn't coming back unless I came back with a property under contract. And that's the property I bought. I bought me, I got a property on a contract a four unit multifamily property in Stone Mountain, Georgia. And that was the first property that I bought.
0: You, man, I got, I got a lot of things I want to say to that. First, I want to say clearly, obviously, you've been at this for a minute. Yeah. And I love, like, I know it's a lot of times people get caught up in seeing somebody become a multi-millionaire at 21, at 19, and they like, oh, man, it's so dope and motivational. But what's motivational to me is when I see somebody really got longevity in it. You know what I'm saying? That's more inspiring and more like, oh, no, you serious? Because anybody could have a... One, two, three-year run or something. You just said 2003, 2004.
1: It you sounds good, but A. when you when we get into the story, you'll understand why I tell people I share the good, the bad, the ugly of real estate. Because mm. understand, it's, I bought the property in 2004. By 2008, it was it was lost to foreclosure because of the recession. Yes part of the recession was big uh, um um that was definitely one of the one of the, the the points of why but i i i i take blame for everything okay. so even though i always i share about being taken advantage mm. of with a lot of the parties that are within the real estate business from realtors contractors mortgage lenders it starts with you the investor or the potential investor i was ignorant All right. I looked at things that I watched on HGTV late at night. I watched people that would always show just the glitz and the glamorous, how properties are flipped. And I thought that that's what real estate was. So when I bought the property, I didn't understand proper acquisition. I didn't understand breakdowns of maybe of, of being able to properly break down a potential opportunity to make sure if the deal makes sense or not. I thought that because I got to the closing table and signed that paper and owned that property, I won. I only found out after the fact that I purchased the property for way too much money. I didn't know that because I wasn't educated enough. I thought that the realtor would have been the person that would have properly (laughs) educated (laughs) me. But no, that uh, unfortunately it doesn't work like that. And a lot of realtors hate the fact that I expose the truth to that level of business. The mortgage lenders, I just want to tell the audience that just because you got qualified to purchase a property does not mean that the property was a good deal. Mm, break I it down. I, well, I, I'll give you a quick breakdown of what occurred. I bought the property in 2004. When I bought the property, the intention of that property was supposed to be a rental property, right? I didn't understand cash flow. I didn't understand what my ultimate end goal was going to be with the property. When I bought the property, I paid $220,000 for this property. And at that time is when the subprime mortgages was popping, right? Mm So I'm I'm sure you know what the Mm -hmm. subprime was. If the audience doesn't know, the subprime mortgages was when essentially as long as you had a pulse, they were giving you a mortgage at the time same thing that's happening today everybody so i just want everybody to understand what's happening in 2023 is no different so at that time i was able to get a mortgage for with 106 percent financing meaning i didn't have to come to the table with a dime at all so for people that think they come into the table acquiring property and not spending no money that don't mean that you won but i thought i won so i paid a, so i got the property for $220,000, closing costs included everybody at the table got paid So as investors, I want everybody to understand an investor, we are the last people to eat. We are the last people to put money in our pocket. So everybody in that equation from the realtor, the mortgage lenders, the appraisers, and then ultimately the contractors all got paid. So I bought the property for $220. The realtor represented to me that the property should be able to rent per apartment for $1,000 each. There's four apartments. Four apartments means my gross amount should be about $4,000. My mortgage, by the time I finished closing on it, was $1,800. That means with miscellaneous expenses, carrying costs, et cetera, paying um, um, the property managers, I shouldn't be left with, let's just say comfortably 1600 a month, right? Yeah, right? I didn't come out of pocket anything. I owned the property. Guess what ended up happening? Boy. I had to pay the contractor to rehab this property. The contractor represented to me that the rehab work for that property was going to be roughly $20,000. I live in New York. I'm not from Atlanta. So the, the contractor represented to me a price. I paid the contractor. I didn't understand that these people whom in this business are sharks. Sharks. So I thought that by paying, this person would be a man of their word. The realtor be, would be a woman of their word. And the numbers that was represented to me would come to, would, would, would come to fruition. What ends up happening, I go back to New York. I say I'll be back in about a month and a half. Come back about a month and a half later, $20,000 spent. And not a damn thing was done to the property. So I lost my money on the $20,000. The, the contractor I couldn't find them, And then I thought I could be a tough guy in a foreign city thinking I could play street games. And the, the, the contractor made it clear to me, you understand that you're not from here, right? Damn. Got what I'm saying? So for all the people, people. that are out there quick to jump on flights to go to other areas to invest watch yourself because it's it's serious like that out there anyways i had to find somebody to do work for me i had to find the extra money to get the work get done i got the work done but i i'm sure that you know that the work couldn't have been that good right right the same properties that were apartments that was represented to me that i can get at least a thousand dollars per the most i was ever able to get out of those apartments was five hundred dollars a month <laughs> So that brings me down to $2,000 a month in rental income. Total gross Total. Settle, gross amount. Mm-hmm. Don't forget now, on the $2,000 a month, the, the mortgage was $1,800, which left me with $200, right? So some people say, well, at least I'm cash flowing. No, you're mm-hmm. not. The, the, the property manager didn't get paid yet, and the property manager gets paid 10%. 10%. So that meant now that $1,800, that, that, the $2,000, the $1,800 that was left, I was paying the property manager $200, which meant now I was barely breaking even. The water bill, the, the, the miscellaneous uh, maintenance of the maintenance. property, I was in the red every month, $400 from the day I acquired that property. <sighs> okay. Long story short, we all know as landlords, tenants don't pay. So that doesn't mean that I was getting paid every single month. Exactly. Right. Yep. What ended up in happening, I got presented with doing the quote unquote birth strategy. What Everybody talking Everybody about, talk today. about it. Okay. So I'm going to tell you what ended up happening. The original purchase price of that property was $220,000. I went back to a mortgage company. They played with the numbers like what's happening today in 2023. And that same property that was purchased for 220, that was overpriced. All of a sudden, miraculously was worth 240. They gave me a mortgage of 240 on a refinance. Now I had a refinance on the 240. So now the, the price principal price was increased. So since the principal price increased, what does that mean? The mortgage the goes mortgage up. Was, so know. the mortgage went from a, from a, from a, a, a 1800 to a $2,200 a month mortgage. And you in the red. And I'm already in the red. So my situation only got worse. $400 a month okay. 800 a month. I was, now what ended up happening, I couldn't afford making payments. Tenants weren't making payments. I had to decide a serious decision. Well, B, this is either your life or the property. Because financially I was destroyed, wiped out. Not only that, I was financially destroyed. My ego as a man was getting destroyed, too. Mm. So then now I had to make a decision on economically, well, be either you're going to have to let this property go or you're going to fight until you die economically. I ended up having to give it up and not make payments. My credit went from a seven thirty credit score at the time and it dropped quickly down to a six hundred. Tenants knew that my property was going to foreclosure. They weren't, they paying. weren't paying. The bank started threatening me. Chase Bank started threatening me that, hey, this property is about to go to, uh, to foreclosure. Property is about to go to foreclosure. Property about to go to foreclosure. Then one day I get notified the property went to foreclosure. So the property that I bought in 2004 for $220,000, 2 years later that I refinanced to 240000 went to auction and sold for $60,000. My credit went from a seven thirty to a six or some change below five hundred. So you understand what that went, that that did to me as a man, what it did to me as a human being, what it did to me as a person that took pride in uh, um, um, handling his business. business. And here it is, I got wiped out. That's just one of. That's one of three times. And that's our first deal, huh? That's my first deal. Whew So in real estate from and I appreciate the initial introduction of the the tenure that I've been in the business, but understand it took me, I'm in the game over 20 years now. It took me 13 years to get it right, to get it right, to figure it out. I got wiped out in this business three times to zero. Oh, so that the first that one, that was the nothing. last one. That was nothing. This is why I tell people there's nothing you could tell me about this business. And there's nothing that a person that has aspirations in this business to do that you can't tell me you can't do it. Because I, what I've been through, you ain't been through what I've been through. The average person that went through what I went through of being taken advantage of, losing everything to zero, having to build yourself back up and did it three times, wiped out. The average person can't take that punch in the face once. Facts. You get what I'm saying. I know that for so a fact. Um, that 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 was happened with that scenario. But if you want to get into the other situations, that's what occurred to me. Basically, I got wiped out three times in this business. And um, same scenario with the other two. The next different. scenario, what happened was I got back into real estate again. Not too after, in between that time, me and my twin brother was hustling. Um, um, we opened up a car dealership. I had a tire shop. Those all failed. Right. Then I got into a situation with a a, a, a lady and I want the, the audience to Google it. Her name is Liliana Traficante. All right. And okay. I also want when you Google it, I want you to also in the Google put in go G.O. Ocean water park scam. OK, so in that water park scam, there was a water park that was being built in upstate New York in Goshen, New York. So the go ocean water park was a twist to Goshen, New Gross, York. Man. This young lady, this lady said to me, I I, I found her because at that point I started loaning out money of my own. Right. right? Trying to invest. Trying to invest because I'm trying to figure out. Right. She needed an angel investor to assist in the completion of the acquisition of this water park. So even though I, I, I scraped my knees up, made a lot of mistakes, I was always a person that found a way to make some money. So she needed an angel invest to invest. And when I invested, I ended up acquiring 40% ownership of this project. Oh, Google it. How much you had to put up? I put up at the, at the initial, the initial um, injection was maybe 150,000 at the time, but ultimately long-term I ended up spending about (whistles) 400,000. And this 400,000 came from me grinding, grinding, hustling, hustling, pulling out money out my retirement fund at the time with the employment that I had. I, I I bet everything on it because this is gonna make me a million. It made, it made sense, right? Yeah. That project with the initial injection, and you invest in real estate, so you can understand the initial money that I put up, or once other people. That was the initial bridge loan. We had meetings with the mayor. In, 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 uh, of the city we walked the land that we was doing it on it was all real so the bridge loan was uh, giving us uh, an ability to tap into the 243 million dollars that was in that was in wait for us to do the, the, what we right. had to do on our end right? right What ended up happening is this lady started uh embezzling the money she embezzled the money to the tune of over six million dollars with that not only that, I was in invested with the ownership that I had. I found out that she then took and had a, a what do you call a, a um, um, you know, uh, when you have stock bonds of a of, of a business, mm-hmm. and when you give a seal, you could give seals out with the business right, showing right, that right, you right. have a percentage ownership. It, right. She did that to me and twenty-seven other people. So she embezzled over six million dollars out of that project. One of the people. Uh, was became a whistleblower and contacted the federal government. Myself and the 27 other people were under investigation, unbeknownst to us, because then they were watching us. with my phone, my phone was being tapped. It's Google it. Right. You see me? You, you'll see my name all over it. And one day I get a door, a knock on my door. Who's at my door? I never forget the gentleman's name. His name was Anthony Ryder, and he was from the federal government. Him and his partner knocked on my door, showed their ID, and said, "Can we come in?" When they walked into my property, I'm terrified now because I'm like wondering what the hell is going on. I'm not into no dirt, nothing. Right? They started questioning me, asking me things. These people know everything about you. So they were asking me, how did I do, acquire this? How did I acquire that? I gave all the right answers. I was truthful. Then they said to me, do you know a lady by the name of Liliana Traficante? The moment they mentioned their name, I knew there was something up with the water park there. Then the gentleman said to me, you were waiting for a wire to be deposited, which I was from Chase Bank for a tune of over 400 and some change for the reimbursement of my initial money. And you haven't received it yet, right? I said, nah, I I keep calling the bank and I'm asking them why is it the money's not released because all you see is pending. And he arrogantly said, that's because of me. So they withheld the money because they were watching her. They were tapping all of our phones to see to the level of what we were involved in and realize that none, none of, us of us were involved in it except for her. Then that's when they divulged to me what she was doing. Long story short, they put a, 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 a court case on her. If When you guys Google it, if you guys Google it, you're going to keep seeing victim number four. Right. Victim number four is me. So basically when it happened, she was found guilty or she pled guilty. She was sentenced to five years in federal prison and ordered to pay us all restitution. Until this day, I have not received a dime. Nothing. Not not a dime. So in between that, I got wiped out with that. (laughs) Then I'm diving in. Then now I'm diving back into real estate. I'm diving back (laughs) into real estate. And at that point, when when I dive back into real estate, it was similar to what happened during COVID. People were looking like superstars during COVID. Facts. You notice how they're quiet now, right? Quiet. They're quiet, I her, man. I, me and my girl talk about this. You the see how they're quiet now, right? Quiet, bro. It's the same thing that happened for my next run. As long as you throw crap on the wall, you were looking like a superstar. So I made me a bunch of money. My ego got the best of me because you, you in, in the market that we're just coming out of. You did not have to know what you were doing no to make skills, some money. No intelligence. So I didn't understand how to maintain my business. By by the end of that period, I get wiped out again to zero, to zero. Now bring me to my third. After I get wiped out, um, I decided I wanted to flip again, flip real estate again. I decided I'm going to go back to Atlanta. This time, I I pretty much, I thought I educated myself enough. I said, I can do it. So I went back to Atlanta. This was sometime in 2012 or so, 13, somewhere in that area, Pardon my if my date's a little off. And um, uh, I found me a flip. I understood better how to acquire properly. So I bought the property correctly. I didn't know how to manage properly. Living in New York, I hired me a contractor of somebody that I know. He's probably, he's going to watch me. He's going to see me right here. He knows who I'm talking to. I paid him to rehab the property. As he's rehabbing the property, he doesn't know what he's doing. Mm. The property is getting worked on. And as the property is getting worked on, the quality of the work was horrendous. (laughs) I end up spending a bunch of money on the property, trying to get the property done. The property goes on the market. The market shift a bit. The property value that I thought I could get on a sale dropped. At that point now, too, I had cut a lot of corners because once again, I was I didn't know fully everything that I was doing. So what ends up happening? I put the property on the market. The value started going down because the market started pulling back. I started being desperate. I needed to sell. I ended up selling that property at a loss of $60,000. I had to pay everybody back, so I had to take that L. When I got that loss, I got a check for $90,000. That was the balance that was left, so I was out sixty dollars I flew back home. Um, on my way back home, my father is watching me. He's seeing his son over these years. Take these Ls. Every time I think, I get choked up thinking about it. Everybody's watching Welby going at this Everybody's watching me And I keep getting punched in the face Keep getting punched in the face Keep getting punched in the face So I fly back home When I fly back home I go to visit my parents I go downstairs uh, My father's downstairs I walk downstairs First thing he says My father, I love him But he's a nosy guy BB They call me BB for, BB for short for Welby In okay. Creole And he says to me What's going on with that house In Creole Right. I said, "Yeah, I sold it. I sold it." He said, "How'd you do?" I said, "Yo, I lost sixty thousand dollars, but I got a check for ninety thousand dollars." So I pulled out the check. I get choked up every time I think I'm, <laughs> I'm telling you, brother. And he says to me in Creole, "Bb, ufini avec Well, be you done with this? You're done now, right? And I said, "Yo, I'm getting. Go- look at me. I'm getting goosebumps." You getting goosebumps? Bro. I see it. I, said, I see it. I said, "Yo, nah, dad." I got it He says to me What you mean you got it I say yo I know what to do now mm. I know what to do now <laughs> that's, Everything that I shared with you That's deep bro Everything that I'm, And I'm gonna break down to you What I did Because that $90,000 I turned into an empire Talk. You understand But I wanna make clear Everything I'm talking about If you keep listening to what I'm saying It started and ended with me It was my fault I wanted to blame everybody else. And yes, everybody that was a part of it, they are to blame because you were scumbag they for doing do what part. you did. You were scumbag for what you were doing. But at the same time, I had to, to take accountability for my actions. And one of the things I tell people all the time is that I never was willing to bet on me. Never was willing to bet on me. If you came to me or anybody at those time came to me and said to me, your well you got $20,000 and I had it. You got $50,000 and I had it. You had $100,000 and I had it. I want to do X, Y, Z with that money. If you invest in me, I quit to give it to you. I thought that that, was what, that, I thought that that was what being a boss was. That I put up money and I set back and somebody else is doing the work for me and I'm making all this money. So I would bet on them. But if you would have came to me with the same exact scenario and said, well, but you got it. Why don't you do i Z? I'd find every excuse in the book for me not to do it. Mm. So I had to take blame for myself and for, for, for what happened to me in the past. So with that $90,000, when I told my father, I got it. I'm going to bet on me this time. Mm. I'm going to bet on me this time. And I'm like, you know what? Even if I lose it all, even if I lose it all, I'm going to lose the money. Not because nobody else. Not nobody else, cause everybody else took my money anyways. So if I'm gonna lose, I'm gonna lose the money. So I took that ninety thousand. So now you did say, ask me about Connecticut, how I got to Connecticut, mm-hmm. relationships. How did this relationship develop? I was working with somebody that does construction that was working in the city where I was at. A Portuguese guy. His name is um um oh God, he's got Jeff. Jeff, that's my my, my guy, Jeff. And uh, Luso Home Improvement, everybody, he only works for me, so don't waste your time. He only works for me. So him and I were talking, and he and I was telling him, because a lot of people didn't know I was going through this in detail, and I told him, yeah, you know, I just finished, I got a property I'm about to sell in, Atl- in Atlanta, you know, and, um, you know, I got to find me someplace else to invest, you know, but I did not want to continue catching flights anymore. I was too premature In the business to be allowing somebody else to handle my business for me, Mm. which is what a lot of people continually continually doing. I wanted to be able to nurture my business myself to a point that the business could then handle itself like it's doing for me today. So then he says to me, well, I live in Connecticut. Why don't you come out to Connecticut and check Connecticut out? And So we started having conversations. In all my years, 40-plus living in the, in the New York area, i never been to Connecticut, and New York is right next door. Excuse me, Connecticut is right next door to New York. i never been there in my life. I said, I tell you what, I, I, I'm, I'm going to come. So, okay, a couple of weeks later, this is when the check came, a cash cleared. I'm calling them up, calling them up. Hey, Jeff, um, I'm ready. I want to come. He says to me, I'm in Portugal now, but I'll be here next week. When, you, when I come next week, I'm going to invite you over. Okay, they Saturday come. I'm now. I'm asking all my friends, family. Listen, I'm gonna to go to Connecticut, man. And you guys wanna come with me? And you guys wanna do this with me? What are you gonna do, yo? I'm gonna go out there and start flipping houses. Reason being, so you understand why I decided I'm gonna flip houses, bro. Matter of fact, let me rewind it, if I may, go ahead, so you understand go ahead. what happened. I was defeated with everything I just described that happened to me. But I knew that I wasn't stupid. I knew that. I knew what to do, but what it was is that I kept cutting corners. Then one day I can mention another podcast yeah, on here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I, I'm am I'm a student of bigger pockets. Mm-hmm. So, so bigger pockets is is one of the largest real estate platforms, yep, right? Yep. So one day Brandon, me and Brandon is cool. The the one of the the lead in, uh, interviewers on mm-hmm. there. And uh, um, Brandon was doing... This is before he and I met each other and before they called me to be on there. Okay. I've been on there three times, everybody. <laughs> talk your talk. You feel me? Talk your talk. My dream and my goal was I want to be on that platform. Mm. My dream and my goal is I wanted to be on here too. Millionaire mm. mindset. Let's get it. How, yeah. Look at my <laughs> goosebumps. God is amazing, bro. I so said, back. I'm going to be on here. And look at it, right? Yeah. So Brandon and his team was doing a webinar on flipping houses. I said, to, yo, I'm going to test myself. I'm going to f- go to that, listen to the webinar on Zoom. I'm going to have my notes and whatever questions that they ask, I'm going to write it down to answer and see if I got it. Mm. So they're doing the webinar. I told everybody. by that point, I was able to buy a, my, my, my first house. Finally, I was able to, my own personal house. That I you live renting. in. Yeah, I was right. renting at the time. I told everybody, yo, I'm going to be doing this webinar and uh, don't bother me. I'm going to be in the basement. I'm locking the door. Don't bother me. Yo. The webinar starts, they start talking about flipping. As they start talking about flipping, they start asking questions. And as they're asking questions, I'm writing it down. Bro, every question he put down, I answered it. It was right. Started putting up formulas. Everything he put up, he said, I was right. I answered. Then he started going, going through, going through my man. I'm telling you, bro, I was out. if it was a, uh, 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 from 1 to 20, I was 19 and a half. Bro, I start crying. Start punching my fists. Because you knew. I knew I could. I start punching my fist. I start crying. Not boohooing. But But like tears. Right, 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 right. So now fast forwarding to going to Connecticut, fast forwarding me receiving that that $90,000. I said, I'm going to bet on myself and I'm going to stick to the game plan. My game plan is you need money to invest in real estate. Yep. If you don't have a way of bringing sources of 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 continual money coming in to feed your business you're going to get stuck this is the reason why a lot of people when they get into buying real estate if they're flipping if they're wholesaling if they buy and hold they all get stuck they don't know how to get over the hump you need money so what are you going to do Welby I'm going to flip real estate I'm going to go out to Connecticut I'm going to study the market I'm going to understand what I'm going to do and I'm going to follow the process so I went out there when I went out there I got I utilized the people that knew, know the area that I trust which was Jeff. He into, he told the realtor, I got this guy from New York that got some money that wants to invest. I want to introduce you to. So he introduced me to the lady the name the, the realtor's name was Vinnie. Jeff wanted to leave his employment to just work on construction in houses. So I said, Jeff, you and I if I buy the property, you and you you will help me to get the property rehab. So Jeff and his father became the people that's going to work with me on my team. So my job as the boss was to make sure that I properly acquired a property, right? Understand the rehab cost and properly manage it. So that's what ended up happening. I went out there and I'm going out there for weeks, maybe a month or so. And I'm putting in office, but I know what my office are calculated. The realtor to the point never worked with a, a true investor. She was blown away. She's asking me, how the hell did you learn to do this? And this, she could have been my grandmother. And I said, because of all the hell I went through. All the Right? I know that this is where we need to be. So guess what ended up happening? No. On the office. No. 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 Kept hearing no. Then one day, yes. All it takes is one. Sit, bro. My man, before I even acquired the property, I knew I was going to make money. I already knew I was going to make money. You knew. So Jeff and his father... Rehab the property. I paid them respectfully. I ultimately got the property completed, put the property on the market. When I put the property on the market, the property sold a couple of weeks later, maybe two, or two, a month and a half, two months later, I made back my money plus a profit of $23,000. It, it might as well have been $23 million, bro. That's what... Because... Man, I always say that first W... It, it reaffirmed me yep. that, I, that what I'm doing... I'm doing it right.
0: Doing it right this time. So
1: we went on it again, and I did it again. I did it again. I did it again. I did it again. To so from While I'm doing it again and again, Jeff was still working, and Jeff approached me and said, Welby, I don't want to work for nobody no more. Do you think that you can keep me busy enough? I don't have to commute from the city, excuse me, Connecticut to the mm-hmm. city. I could spend more time with my family. I said, yeah. I said, you just trust me, bro. Yeah. He hasn't worked for nobody for the past seven years. Amazing. I, we went from doing one property, like the one I showed, I gave the example, the initial one from the time I acquired it, fixed it and sold it took maybe six, seven months where we were doing one or two properties a year. So then we started catching the stride doing 20 to 30 flips a year with an average return profit after everybody got paid from my contractor to the hard money lender when i started introducing them to everybody else to the tune of at least 75,000 each or more so Easier. do the math yourself <laughs> do the math yourself right yeah. everything i'm telling you call me out or i got no. the receipts brother i got the receipts i already know right? you do I already know so, you so do so people what happened understand what my goal was every investor's long-term play in real estate needs to be passive income mm. because I realized with everything that I was saying that I was doing from 2004 to the present of where I was at, I'm only as good as the last flip that I did. So if I don't do any more flips or if the market makes a major shift or anything like that, that slows down inventory, that means my money stopped. That's what caused a lot of people, including myself, to lose everything. The tsunami of real estate downturn is happening again today. So that's the reason why I'm super excited about what's happening today. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of blood in the water, but I'm ready for it. You're ready now. So in my flipping, my my goal of flipping was I want to build up enough capital so I could start buying me rental properties because I want passive income. But I'm going to buy my rental property strategically. So I flip, flip, flip to the tune of having saved up over seven figures. Do your own math. Talk. Do your own math. <laughs> I stacked over seven figures of liquid money in my bank account with the intentions of utilizing this money to buy me passive income. Mm-hmm. So then what did I do? I had that money. I had to determine where is it I want to start investing in. Right. What I'm saying to everybody works everywhere. So it's not because it's Connecticut or New York or Atlanta. It works everywhere. So the goal for me was I stacked up seven figures. Now I got to do something with this bread. So I said, now I got to start looking for multifamilies. So I started looking for multifamilies and I started doing my recon. You in, you was in the armed forces. So you understand what I'm saying? Yep. Right? Yep. I'm, I was in the armed forces. But <laughs> I know, so I had to do a recon. So what was my recon? I want to start investing in this area. So let me start doing my homework in this area versus me letting somebody else, bet on somebody else to tell me. So I started going in the area, going to the corner stores. Dressed like, you know, we're, we're from the hoods, so we know how to move and maneuver, right? Yep. So I was going over to the, the stores. So I started going to the corner of Bodegas, getting me a, 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 a sandwich to eat, hanging out in the corner, go to the barbershop, fronting like I want to get a haircut just so I could see the vibe. Yo, you want to get a haircut? No, no, I'm just checking to see, you know, who I'm going to go with. With no intention to get my haircut there, I want to see the energy. So then I said, I don't want to invest over here. I want to start going over there. So now when I say I want to go over there, I started looking at myself. I treat myself like a sniper. Snipers don't shoot everything. Nope. You don't want to let other people see where you perched up because then you're going to be a target. But a sniper is ready with his hand on the trigger and a, and 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 and, and uh, the the whatever you call it. The sniper the sniper gun full with bullets. What's my bu- what's, what's what's my what's my gun? Target. Mm-hmm. My gun is me. Whew. I'm I'm the, I'm the gun. What's my bullet? My bullet is my money. I have the cash ready to go. So now when I said I'm going to go for pa- looking for passive income. That's a hell of an analogy. Here, but here's what I want to say to my people. I want to hear my people. People that look like us. I need you guys to stop having this mentality or this attitude when it comes to um, the most important investment in your life. How can you get into it the cheapest way possible? Mm. I need us to stop that. But yet everything else that's, that that's not as important. We're willing to to drop the bag on it, right? So I was that guy that was driving around in a Lexus that I had only $30,000, but it cost me $33,000 to buy it. I put the whole $30,000 and asked my mother for the other three so I could look the part. You get what I'm saying? But yet that same $30,000, I had an opportunity in New York to put down on a brownstone that's worth over $2 million today. And I said, I'm not doing it. So I want my people to understand my mentality. The reason I saved up that money, my intentions with that money was to use that money as a a down payment of 20% to acquire that property. 20%, no PMI, and put me in the best position possible for what my my payments on my property was going to be because I wanted my mortgage payments to be as low as possible so that my cash flow could be as high as possible. So with that attitude, I know I had the money to go. I'm looking at properties that were distressed and or underperforming. Those are the multifamilies I'm looking at distressed and or underperforming distressed, meaning the value of the property could be X, so we need to know as investors how that we can add value to a property that we could see the, the, the beauty of the property that nobody else can see. So that's the distressed property. The underperforming property could be that you have a landlord that's currently owning a property that he's renting out the apartment for $500 that you know you can get $1,000 out of it. So distressed and or underperforming. So what did I do? I found me a property out there. When I found the property out there, the property was was be, was listed on the market for 170,000. I negotiated it down to 120,000, but I already knew it was worth 350. Not only was it worth 350, it was listed as a three family, but because I did my homework, I knew it was a four family. With me buying it at the 120, I did my math. At the 120, each apartment was being rented for around $600. I already knew I can get $1600 for the same apartment, for the same one. I bought the property put my 20% down. I had the money. Exactly. Got me? Yep. I put my 20% down. My mortgage on that property, that's one of my flagship properties. I own a bunch of them, but this is one of my flagship properties. The mortgage on that property today with an interest rate of five and a quarter. So with everybody going crazy, trying to get the lowest interest rate, who cares about the interest rate? Mm. It's not about the interest rate. It's about the deal. You understand? Because this is a mind game that people are playing with our people, especially because you want to believe that you're getting it for the low. That means it's good. No, it's not. I don't have a single property that's below a five and a quarter, six percent interest rate today. And my cash flow is heavy, so I give you an example of my cash flow. Let's talk about it. Am I talking too much, bro? No, no. Hey. Okay. You see, I'm
0: chilling. You you talking that shit? So I'm gonna give you
1: real, real, real numbers. I bought the property for one twenty. Today, that property is worth over four fifty. okay? I financed on that property $90,000, okay? The mortgage on I, I owe on that property less than $80,000 today. So that means I already got $300,000 in equity. I spent about $60,000 re- rehabbing the entire property. How did I get a four-family rehab for $60,000? It's because I built up my own team. So my team of people, thank you, Jeff, again, I could get my properties done where he's going to get paid Handsomely, but I get it done at a price. That's going to work for us investors because us investors never pay retail Understand that so if you're paying retail and you're representing yourself as an investor, you're playing the wrong game We don't do that. So when I bought the property the mortgage on that property is $1,170 per month taxes insurance principal interest Okay Let's make it a round number of twelve hundred dollars the first apartment that I got rented out, I'm getting rented out right now for fifty. Well, it's rented out for thirteen fifty to be exact, but it's going up. <laughs> it's going up to fifteen hundred now. So, at my one apartment, covers all my expenses, everything. The next apartment I get fifteen hundred, so I'm already up sixteen hundred dollars a month in net positive cash flow. The third apartment I get nineteen hundred dollars for it. The fourth apartment I'm getting over two thousand dollars for it. So for a property that I strategically purchased for $120,000, put a 20% down payment, put the 60,000 to fix it. That meant I'm all in on the property, all in on the property. I was in it for just under $90,000, all in on the property. This property today, cash flows me positive, net positive $5,000 per month profit in my pocket. It took me, it took me to recoup all of my money, every dime of my money. Less than a year and some change. So I've owned this property now several years now. I have none of my money in this property and it puts a positive net cash flow in my pocket every month for the rest of my life, five grand a month. And we're not even t- counting the equity that I haven't exactly. even touched. The interest don't matter. I see why you said that. And I did that on that one street with where that property is. I have three properties. That's not counting the other ones I have in the other areas. You see on my Instagram, I put them up no, all I'll, the time. I'll, I'll see you. On that one street alone, I have in real estate value about 1.2, 1.3 million on one street. On one street. With with a with a with a debt. One of them, I just told you, with a debt of 80000 80-something thousand, mm-hmm. the average debts on my properties are in that general area. So let's just make a round number of three hundred thousand. So I have a debt. Of $300,000, but with, an, with a with with a a market value of $1.3 so million in real estate. Just on that property. Just on, on that street. street. Just on that street. So I did that when I did it the first time, like I did with the flipping. I said, I'm going to do it over and over and over again. So I did it again the second time. I did it again the third time. I did it again the se- seventh time. I did it again the tenth time. And then that's where I'm at today. How many properties you got now? I got a lot. <laughs> I'm here. I'm gonna explain to you why I don't say. I'm, okay. I'm gonna explain to you why I don't brag about that. Okay. For everybody, um, you should be focusing on the qu- the quality, not the quantity. Talk about it. Okay. Because people love to promote and push. I got 500 dollars I got a thousand dollars I got
0: 400 of them. Okay.
1: And they ain't making <laughs> no money. So me, I don't focus on the quantity. I focus on the quality. I focus on my cash flow. So I gave you an example on the one on the one I do on five grand a month on that one street. I'm doing just about 13, 13,000 a month in net profit just street. off of that one street, just off of that one street. I, just, I posted another video with a, on, on another street, not too far walking distance from him. I got 10 units on that one block. I got ten units. One on the corner. It's a six-unit building, and just up the block is a four-unit building. So I got ten units in that one block. Between the two properties, that six-unit is worth over six hundred thousand. I bought it for two seventy. Followed the same process I told you. I owe the bank not even two hundred thousand on it today. So I got four hundred thousand in equity. The property up the block. I only bought that property in August. I bought that property this past August. I bought that property that's worth four and a quarter for one hundred and sixty-five thousand. So, in debt between the two properties of the two hundred thousand plus the one sixty five where we at, barely four hundred thousand in debt yep. between the two properties they're worth one point two million just those two properties, just on that street in net, I only talk net talk that talk it's over ten thousand dollars a month. I pull off of just that so while the next gentleman or lady can have off of that street thirty properties i'm doing more money in net income. Or for my 10 off in that one street, then you're doing with your 30. So I don't, I don't, the, the, when, when people lead with that, it's a false representation of the truth. Mm. So if you ignorant to this business, you will like to assume that because John Doe says he has 500 units and Jane Doe has 50. John Doe must, must be making, making more, more money, money than her and his net, um, his net worth must be bigger than hers when it's not true.
0: That's facts, yeah. That man, yo, you. First of all, it's so many things I want to say right now. My my brain, because you just gave everything you said, bro, on some real shit that was like very, very powerful. Because first of all. I feel like a lot of young people, like I said in the beginning, so many of us we want success at an early age without realizing to get to success, you got to go through a lot of bullshit first. And the, the reason so many of us don't have success is because we ain't been through no bullshit. We not putting out, we not even giving ourselves an opportunity to take a L to get to the W. And to see, to hear your story, you talk about L after L after L. When I know for a fact, ninety nine percent of people walking away from that game, they saying, forget real estate, it ain't for me. This ain't it.
1: I, and I take L's today, too, still. Mm, I still take still L's, taking too. L's. That's the nature of the business. This. You know, so I post up a lot about um, issues with tenants and either tenants destroying the apartment uh, purposely or just in the manner of how they live or that uh, rehab work blew up because, you know, something unforeseen happened. That's the nature of the business. But here's the thing a boxer can't come into the ring expecting to be champion and never get touched. Right. Thanks. Floyd Mayweather is somebody that I, I love what he does. Same. And he, he's been bloodied. He's been through the ringer, and, but he's the best of, Yo. so you cannot expect to walk into this business. And I hear this all the time that people say when they want to invest in real estate, I don't want to, because I'm afraid to lose. Listen, it's not you. If you're going to, you're lose, going to lose. you are going to lose. It's the nature of the business. But if you take the information, you apply the information properly, the odds are in more in your favor than not that you're going to win. And now an, a loss could mean also that you projected to make 100000 but you end up making seventy. Technically, it's a loss, but you know how much you learned off of that nice loss experience. of the 30000 That means the next go around, you're going to be that much better in what you're going to be doing. You know, So I really would wish that people would understand that this business, I, I beg people to join it. People, they, call me, they call me the Jehovah Witness of real estate, <laughs> right? And, and I say this with the utmost respect for Jehovah Witnesses. The reason why I say that is because they are compassionate in their belief. That's true. And everybody knows if you encounter them or you see them and you give them a second to talk with you, they're going to talk to you about. They're going to go in, too. All right. You see me. You bump into me. You better believe Welby's gonna talk to you About real estate Real estate is a must You gotta be investing In real estate I don't care what If it's your primary residence Or if it's something That you're looking to do As a business You have to invest In real estate
0: You have to Cause everything is real estate At the end of the day Thank you School Go Thank to the you. hospital you Go to the church Thank you Graveyard. Thank you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? From, that's right. From life to death. That's right. It all involves real estate. Right. From hospitals to the graveyard. That's right. Real estate.
1: That's right. So
0: that's, man, you, uh, and to the young people that's watching and listening, to this, man, I want to say y'all hear well be what he's saying. I want that really to touch y'all. I want y'all to really feel that because in life, what you saying, it applies to everything. Like whether you're in real estate, you're the athlete, you're working on a fire. This stuff applies to everything. If you want to win with what you're doing, that's right. it's like you got to go through the fire. That's right. you can't be. You got to go through it. You're going to come out on top if you keep pushing your mind get right. So that's I that's just, why
1: I wish that people, like they would ask the right questions. Um, because on my Instagram, um, I'm a, um, I balk a lot. I'm very passionate, but I've been through a lot. You know, I've been through a lot in this business, and this is why I want, I want other people that's going to come behind me to um, not have to suffer in the manner that I did. I want the people that's going to come behind me. I want all the potential investors. I want the qualified buyer. I want everybody to understand that this business does not move without us. Nothing in this business can happen without us. Now, the people that work in this business hate that I say that. Why? Because I'm empowering people too much. So when I say who's us, I, tell, I say to people who, who, who us are is the qualified buyer and the investor. The, in, the qualified buyer and the investor is one in the same, but then, of course, the, 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 the qualified buyer is as well. Now, who the qualified buyer is? The person that's qualified to be able to acquire that property. If the qualified buyer or the investor is not qualified to acquire that property and sign his or her life away and take that risk, nobody at that table can get paid. The banks can't, can't get paid. The mortgage lenders can't get paid. It's the facts. realtors cannot get paid. The contractors cannot get paid. The attorney cannot get paid. This, this business moves with us. So I want to empower these people, the people that go through my mentorship, They've never been talked to that way because you know why they're accustomed to the realtor running the show. The most realtors won't want to work with the likes of us that understand that because you're making them work too hard. You understand? Because you dictating, you dictating the narrative of where you need to go. I need the people to understand just because the mortgage lender wrote down and gave you the approval letter does not mean that that's a good deal because a mortgage lender is not an investor. A realtor is not an investor. Mm-hmm. So you as the investor has to understand what your ultimate end goal is with this particular property that you're buying and doesn't align with it. If it doesn't align with it, have the ability and the strength to walk away. So that's why I, I, I'm here to give empower people, my people especially, for people to understand this business don't move without us, period.
0: Mm, hey, you're giving out so much... Um there's so much value in this conversation, bro. Like, it, and, and I know I'm. I'm telling I mean, you, we
1: haven't even scratched the surface. We ain't scratched. Man. I know.
0: That's not what even I'm, close, that, bro? And that's what I'm. And that's what I'm saying. We ain't even. We haven't even scratched the surface of this conversation. But I want to ask is like. We, you, you 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 mentioned like a good deal just because you at that closing table you close because you see so many people talking about I'm buying real estate on Instagram, they be just thirsty to so I'm buying real estate, which is all dope. Like, we all no, it's not it. dope.
1: No, it's not. I'm saying the,
0: the fact that they, they no, in the industry. That's
1: the problem. Ooh, okay. Break that, that's talk. the problem. Okay. There's too much ringing of bells in real estate offices because you bought a property, you got the property under contract and you ultimately close. Buying real estate is not a win. That's not the win. Just because you got your LLC, that's not a win. Just because you was able to obtain a credit card or credit limit, that's not a win. That's the start of what you need to do. So now I hear people constantly that say to me all the time uh, when they bought the real estate property, I said to them, how do you like that cash flow? Pay attention. You just finished buying a property for seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars and your net cash flow after all expenses is paid is one hundred dollars a month. How do you like it when you put that back against the wall to answer that question for themselves? Well, you know what? I just want to get my feet wet. That's the problem, because that's what I wanted to do in 2004 is get my feet wet. And you saw what happened. So to what me. happened. You saw what happened. To me. So that should not be that. Now, here's what I want to tell people. Pick a side. Either you're an investor or a retail buyer. Whatever side you choose, there's nothing wrong, with, wrong it. with it. We work to acquire monies so that we could spend it. So I know that you just had a beautiful baby. Yep. You might want to spend $1,000 on Gucci shoes for the baby, knowing that the baby is not going to be able to wear it after a month from now. <laughs> Guess what, bro? If you worked hard enough for it and you want to fervently spend that and keep it as a souvenir, go ahead and do it. But you're doing it because you know clearly why you're doing it. Why I'm it, doing it. Okay. But when you are saying that as a, a buyer that your goal is to find p- um 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 um, um f- uh, generational wealth, which I hate that term. I hate that term. Why? Because it's, a, it's a, a, a marketing, it turned into a marketing Facts. strategy. Facts. And especially in our community. Yes. And I'm tired of yes. our people constantly shoving that down yes. our people's throat about generational wealth. And then making people feel, uh, um, um, what's the word I want to use, uh, guilty that they're not setting their next generation up so that they could supposedly live that generational life. Everybody, if you listen to the word, it's generational, means continual. OK, not generational mean in one generation. You understand? So parents, you're doing your thing. Be proud of yourself. You're busting your tail. You're sending your kids to the best school that you can you can give them. You also want to better yourself. Bravo to you. Put, then put your kids in the next in the best position to then pass them the baton and let them do their job. So I really wish that we would stop this generational wealth uh, uh, marketing to our people, and then making our people. This is the reason why our people are doing penitentiary chances. Real talk. This is the reason why our people are doing these PPP scams and all the other stuff that they're doing that'll get your ass locked up because you feeling that you need to do this to level your family up. Nah, this takes time. Time. This takes time. You know, my mentees. I'm not. I'm, I'm not trying to tag my, my, my. I'm just. I gotta keep it real. Mm-hmm. You line yourself up with somebody that's actually doing this stuff in real life. They're gonna shorten your learning curve tremendously. Mm Tremendously. I got my mentees that 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 have been with me, and in less than a year, have done what took me thirteen years to do. Literally, I I post them up all the time. What took me thirteen years, they've done it in a year. So I tell everybody, I want you to be better than me. I want you to be bigger than me. I'm good. I'm not, ch- I'm not trying to chase or beat you. I want you to do your thing. But I need you guys in the changing market that's happening. This is the market that you've been waiting for. Mm. This is the market. All you people that are saying that you want to invest, you want to you change the trajectory of your family, it's here. It's here. So I ask you, are you ready? So everything that happened to me, I thank God he prepped me for today. He got me ready for today, bro. So, while everybody is 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 using, triggering scare tactics, I'm not paying attention to the BS, man. Watch and see the people that you aspire to do that's doing it in real life, what they're doing. Not the ones that are telling you oh, what we you should doing. be doing that don't do it. So, this is the market that you've been waiting for. So, dive in. Mm, but so do it right, though.
0: Yo, yo, we got so much. And I want to say... This is just. I'm letting y'all know right now. This part one. We finna wrap this up. We finna hit, head to another studio. We finna get it in. We finna, no, it, bro. We, finna, we finna get I, it in for real, bro. It, You got that time. We finna get it in. I appreciate but before it. Before I let you, before we close this one out, plug all your stuff where people can find you, follow you, become a mentee, and all that.
1: Um. Well, the the name is at my best one nine seven. So that's at the word at. Apple Thomas, my best 197. And for the people that ask where that 197 came from, this is gonna be beautiful. You're gonna like this, yeah, right? Yeah. I grew up in in Hollis, Queens, on 197th Street. From
0: DMC. From
1: that, that oh, I love that
0: <laughs> the, the
1: house that my oh. parents bought that we still own today is is is, is was bought from DMC's family where mm. DMC lived. That's the house that we own today. So that's the reason why I put the one nine seven on. That's that. crazy. Yeah. So that that's where that came from. Um. Um. So yeah, So in, that's my Instagram at mybest197. And then as far as uh um, anything that I'm offering, if you guys go on my page, you can click the link in my bio, and you can download my free ebook. Also for the people that are interested in being part of my mentorship, I got the hottest mentorship I'll out. Bet. I believe Listen, it. brother, nobody. Can, no, I I'm, believe I'm the hottest thing moving. If you're looking for somebody that truly cares about you, if you're looking for somebody that truly want to see you win, if you're looking for somebody that's going to hold you accountable, if you're looking for somebody that you can get directly in contact with, that's literally doing this, that's a multimillionaire and got the receipts to prove it. And you want to get them on the phone that's being mentored by you. Nothing comes hotter than me. Nothing comes harder than me and I teach the people it's called the flips to profits mastermind and I give you guys the breakdown step by step by step by step over a five week period two days a week. Be prepared to be with me. I tell everybody an hour and a half. Not one of my sessions have been less than three and a half hours and reach out to my mentees and they'll tell you I have you up on the ledge the whole time. I bet. All right. And I'm introducing you to my funding sources. I'm introducing you to my twin brother, who's the hottest credit repair person in the business. I'm introducing you to my associates and my good friends that are in this business that are doing it to scale. You have no choice but to win around me. So I, um, that's my, my flips to profits mastermind. I also going to have what's going to be coming out. is a two week training. It's called the real estate kickstart. That's okay. going to be um, um, being kickstarted in about five weeks. It's a two week training. You definitely want to tap in on that. And then I also have the rents. To Profits Mastermind. So, I give you guys the entire blueprint. Everything I described real quick in here, I show it to you and I pour into you everything, man. I'm going to shed tears with you. I'm going to show you my wins, my losses. I'm going to provide you real receipts, my bank statements, my credit card statements. Ask them. Hey, they'll tell you.
0: Ain't nobody doing that. I'm going to let you know I'm that. I'm the
1: hottest. Listen to me. Ain't I'm nobody this, doing that. I'm humble, brother. I'm the hottest person out here moving. I'm, I'm, I'm the hottest one out here moving. I lost I've been through what I've been through, and I had to ask, really, what is my purpose out here? Real real talk. I didn't know. I was trying to follow what a lot of other people were doing, too. I felt maybe I wasn't doing enough. Then I realized that this is my purpose right here. Where I'm going at it, how I'm going about it, how I'm impacting the people, this is where I'm supposed to be. So I want to see as many people win as possible. 2023 is your time, man. 2024 is really going to be your time, man. Don't be scared. Real estate is where you want to be, man. So just make sure you line yourself up with the right people. Make sure you get the proper education. Make sure you vet the people that you're going to be working with. And um come out here and let's play, man.
0: Let's play. Let's play. Y'all heard it, man. And like I just said, this part one. We about to get it in. We finna go back to back. And y'all know y'all can follow me on all platforms. I'm at official Xavier Miller. That's on Instagram. And I'm at uh Xavier C. Miller everywhere else. And you can follow the millionaire mindsets podcast that's on all platforms tiktok instagram youtube twitter all that stuff facebook everything make sure y'all tap in and y'all follow that and that's all i got for y'all in this episode see y'all on part two peace